Hello and welcome to the NFL Blitz as we are back for the NFL Draft. The draft that happened last week now, but we've all been a bit too busy to actually, you know, do anything about it. So, yeah, that's why this is coming out when it is. But welcome to the show today. I hope you're doing well. I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual. Remember to go to the Sports Blitz, which can be found at the thesportsblitzblog.wordpress.com. Honestly, just Google the Sports Blitz, you'll find it. Um, for writing about the NFL and other sports, we have a dedicated NFL Blitz section, which you can find if you go to the top. There's a tab that says the NFL Blitz. Just click on that. And there you'll see all of my ramblings about the NFL Draft. I did a mock draft, which is now largely irrelevant, obviously. And... I then did my favourite picks of day one, day two and day three. So all of that on the Sports Blitz if you want to read it. But let's get into the podcast then and on the show today. For the time being, just Will, hello. Hello, hello, hello. It's good to be back and so breaking nice up the off-season. I mean, we've still got five more months of off-season to go, which Look, is... Look, this is, this is about the best it's going to get until, <laughs> I don't know, the preseason. So, you know. We've got schedule release later this week. Yeah. Woo! Who do you Wait, want the schedule in already one? released? No, no, it's the uh, 12th, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess there is that then. I, I did see the Giants posting that they wanted to play the Eagles week one. Can't think of why. You know, this is actually, I could go on a whole little rant about this sort of thing. Like, apparently the Giants were really annoyed that Devonta Smith got taken ahead of them. I was annoyed as well at the time, but I honestly think it worked out pretty well for us. We still got a wide receiver, mm. even though it's not as high of a pedigree. I do have mild concerns about Devonta Smith's weight, I mean, the man is a little, like, he's barely heavier than I am, and I am in no way a professional athlete. Um, I, I, I was also, though, when, when they said that, I was thinking back to the last game the Philadelphia Eagles played. Yeah. Yeah, look, it just, we we have a lot of draft capital next year, is basically what I'm saying. Mm. But I was also, when, when they said that about the Giant playing the Eagles, I was also thinking back to the last game they played, Philadelphia. Yeah. Which I'm sure, sure went down great. I mean, I remember it. I, I remember it. I'm going to start this in the same way I started last time out, which is just me sort of mocking myself with... Um, with the picks that I had. These are my worst mock draft picks. Talking about my best mock draft picks are, is, is boring and show-offish. Talking about my worst is funny and um, weird. So, I said Asante Samuel would go 28th. He instead went 47th. That's 19 places difference. I said Samuel Cosme would go 31st. He went 51st, which is 20 places different. I said Jeremiah Arusu koromoa would go 26th to the Browns. He went to the Browns with a 57th second pick, sorry, which okay. is a difference of 26, which I'm counting. counting I, it. I will say, though... That draft fall was a little unexpected. It was very unexpected. But my, my worst uh, one, technically, and you'll be happy about this, I said Aziz Ojulari would go 23rd. He went 50th to the New York Giants, which is 27. Yeah. Very happy that's about good, that one. That's a good grab. It's a very good grab. That is a good grab. A little worried. I, I don't know. We can talk about this later when I talk about the Giants draft in mm. a little more depth, but yeah. Okay, we'll go into the first overall pick then. 
and the Jacksonville Jaguars stunned the world by taking Trevor Lawrence for quarterback out of Clemson. I don't think we need to talk about this for, for very long, but he looks no. good. Yeah, good pick. There was some dumb people talking about, oh, maybe he won't have the mental toughness because he's basically never lost a regular season game. And I was like, Ugh. I mean, you, you probably will know. They got to talk about something, I guess. It's right. like you've got to, you've got to put one negative down because if you don't put any negative down, when it seems like you're just being like, yeah, it seems yeah. like you're just giving him a bit of the old, uh, you know. I'm gonna call it RG three treatment because I don't think anyone had any yeah. negatives about him. But again, Did they not being fair not. until In the injury. Yeah, the injury that was handled yeah. so horribly by the Washington football team. I, I don't yes. know, I, I, that's just and the first Dan name Snyder, that came to head. Idiot extraordinaire. But yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's that's pick number one. Uh, yeah. to pick stick... number two. Oh, I was going oh. to go through the other Jaguars' interesting things. Just Oh, yeah, okay. Unless you want to go like in numerical order. No, that's fine. Okay, so, interestingly enough, obviously... Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. They then, with the 25th pick, took Travis Etienne from Clemson as well, the running back, with the with the 25th pick. Is is that a, is that a weird call? I think that first-round running backs are almost always overvalued. I say yeah. this from a team that selected a running back with the number two pick overall, by the mm. way, which I still think was overvalued. Um... Apparently, Irvin Meyer is talking about how he wants a Percy Harvin-type role for him. Yeah. Um, well, this is the thing as well. He said, I, I view him as a third down back. You don't take a third yeah. down back in the first round. Yeah. No, you take... Yeah. I don't really know what the Jaguars are doing with this. They have holes, from what I can tell, like basically all over their roster. So taking a running back was a little strange, but... A third down back as well. And they've got James Robinson. And James Robinson, I I think, is a starting caliber quarterback. We very much know that they're not going to need to draft a backup quarterback or a tight end because they have uh, gadget player extraordinaire Tim Tebow coming back into the league. They do. Um... But I maybe would have liked to see them bolster their defense a little bit, you know. There were still great players on the board uh, available. And, yeah, it's it's mildly baffling. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And the, the other, like, it, it feels like um, Urban Meyer was talking about, like, adapting to the NFL and adapting to the draft and how we had to learn things. It's like he didn't realize that, you know, you have, like, seven picks in a normal draft. Yeah. And that's it. You've got to fill yeah, you other can't holes just, in your you roster. You can't just recruit. Yeah, absolutely. It did come across as quite nice when NFL Network interviewed him, but apart from that, they did address uh, address some of their problems later on. I did quite like the pick of Tyson Campbell, the cornerback out of Georgia, um, mm. 33rd overall. But apart from that, oh, and apparently Jay Tufele, the defensive tackle, is quite good. He was taken with the 106th pick in huh. the fourth round. So... Yeah. yeah, fourth round picks are almost always at least a little developmental, though, so... Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And speaking yeah. of fourth round picks, they were both announced from Wembley by key healthcare workers. Obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. have a strong um, contingent in, in London. They play their games at Wembley. Yes. Um, some of their home ga- one of their home games at Wembley Stadium per year. So, it, and, it's it's uh, nice It's nice to see. It was really, really well done. I quite like that. Yeah. 
Let's yeah. move on to the second overall pick then, and the Jets selected Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of Brigham Young. My favourite part of this whole pick, obviously Brigham Young, a Mormon college, and he's a Mormon yes. quarterback from the Mormon college. Somebody somebody responded to the, the pick with the, um, the caption, Playbook of Mormon. <laughs> uh, yeah um i have to say the one thing is that he's not exactly played against the best of the best of the competition mm. uh, i don't think brigham young's in the sec or if they are they don't play against a lot of the other big schools yes they're the fbs independents so not exactly the uh best conference in the NCAA, especially for football, um, but he seems to be really good. I remember hearing at the start of the year how a lot of people were really rating, starting to rate him highly. He showed a lot of talents, and yeah, I hope this works out for the Jets, but given the history of that organization, it very well might not, just because yeah, apparently yeah. God hates them. But now they've got a Mormon, so I think should be fine. <laughs> yeah. The, the interesting thing is as well with the Sam Darnold pick taken third overall in 2017, it's the shortest window that we've seen in the NFL of a team taking two quarterbacks in the top three ever, which just speaks to great management. Yeah. It does seem like this, it does seem like this new Jets is a bit more competent, but... Just, just a smidge. Yeah. But Fingers I mean, crossed for them. I it loved, would be really hard not to be. Yeah, I loved watching. I don't know if you saw the um, the videos of Robert Sala when he was on the phone, you know, inviting the new Jets players into the organization. But he was hyped. He loved. He loved yeah. it. He absolutely loved what, what was going on. And you know, it's just that energy that you didn't see with with um, Adam Gase. Yeah. And I'll be honest as well, I was quite surprised they were able to get Elijah Vera Tucker at 14. Now, I did say Elijah Vera Tucker was going to go in the 14, with, with the 14th pick, but to the Vikings. And that's where I thought they were going to go at first. Um, we'll get on to their first round pick later, but I think that's a very good pick as well. The Elijah Moore pick, I'm quite a fan of. And then, on the second day, their policy um, in drafting seemed to be get Carter. Because they drafted yeah. Michael Carter, 107th for running back from North Carolina, and Michael Carter, the cornerback from Duke, 154th. Yeah, you know, gotta get those dudes. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, differentiate them, because calling one number one and the other one number two probably wouldn't go over that well. <laughs> um, it's, it's like the scene from Future Armor where there's the two universes, and, and they go, fine, you can be called Universe A, and we'll be called Universe 1. Yeah. We'll have to be Michael Carter and Michael Carter 1, I guess. I guess. Uh, my, my, the other favourite thing, my other favourite thing was Michael Carter, the defensive back, said he has met and hung out with Michael Carter, the running back, and so they know each other, and he says he's a great guy. So, you know, the balance of yeah. probability suggests that at least one Michael Carter will work out. Yes. Like, I, 50, I feel 50 like, chance. Yeah, it feels like there's a famous mathematical equation. For that. Like, if you have an X amount of Michael Carters, then there is X amount <laughs> of probability that one will work out for you. As the number of Michael Carters on a team approaches infinity, there is an increasing <laughs> chance that at least one of them will work out. Michael Carter theory. The, the, chance, the chance of one of them working out will get closer to one. <laughs> I feel like I had this in a University of York maths class. 
probably. I feel like, I feel like it was that. It probably traumatized us and resulted in us not doing maths in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Third overall pick, the question throughout the weeks and months leading up to the draft was, will, well, once they traded up into the spot, will Sam Fran select Mac Jones yeah. or we- Trey Weeks Lawrence? and months maybe be a bit generous of a timeline. <laughs> weeks, definitely. Yes. Yeah, I realised afterwards that months would have required them being in the third pick anyway, and, and they weren't. Yeah, but yeah, they were not. There was so much smoke around the Mac Jones pick earlier on. Then, sort of in the last few days after I'd written my mock draft, it sort of started to shift slowly to Trey Lance, which is who they took third overall. Would you consider it a shock? A little. It always seemed like Justin Fields was destined to be, like, the other quarterback. Mm. Um, It's a little strange to me that he hasn't been, whether it's NFL teams for some reason worried about his epileptic condition, which has never impacted his playing. I I don't really know. Mm. Um, I don't really know what the Grand School of North Dakota State has to offer, when it comes to quarterback development. Carson Wentz. And how did that work out? He had yeah. one really good he's, year. and He's the only quarterback I know yeah. out of North Dakota State. Again, not up against the best of the best in terms of competition. They're an FCS school, not a SEC school. Mm. Let's hope it can work out. I mean, Trey Lance is coming into a good situation. The 49ers are a good team. He'll have time to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo and learn from Jimmy. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it seems like as well, of course, there's a lot of rumours that they were going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe into the Patriots, but I think that sort of vanished as soon as they took Mac Jones. Uh, it, it it seems like Garoppolo is relishing the competition and he's excited. He did say, you know, when I was drafted into the league, I had to compete with Tom Brady. No, you weren't competing with Tom Brady, Jimmy. Like, I like you, but you weren't competing mm. with Tom Brady. There, there was no universe in which you were taking the starting job off Tom Brady. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's saying yeah. all the right things, the organization's saying all the right things, I seem to be really happy with how Garoppolo's taken it. I guess they might have communicated it to him before, which, you know, is a good idea. But yeah, uh, apart from that, the, the 49ers draft were, was fine. They did say afterwards, they had the Shanahan and Lynch um, press conference after the pick, and they said, oh, Trey Lance was our, was our selection all along. Do, do you believe that? Because for me, there's no smoke without fire, right? Uh, yeah but also like the media really wants there to be a story and i think sometimes they manufacture that story being like oh are they gonna take mac jones you know he's from alabama he's white (laughs) (laughs) you know what more could you want I just, I don't... I, be- I kid, but, you know, yeah. I, I I think there may have been some... Maybe it was even the 49ers trying to claw up smoke to see if they could get an even better offer to trade mm. out of the third pick to get Aaron Rodgers, because we do know that they wanted that to happen, so... Yeah. Well, you know. reports were, and we'll get on to Rodgers in a bit, but reports were that he was absolutely convinced the day before the draft he was about to become a 49er, which, yeah. you know, it's not the first time that's happened in his life. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 I do agree that the media were probably overhyping it, but at the same time, I don't think they were. They they said they made it. They made it out in such a way that they from the 
on the second they traded up to the third overall pick, they were like rather selecting lands, and that's it. I I don't believe that for a second because doubts creep in. You you watch game tape, you double check, triple check everything. I'm not I don't buy that any team. Even I don't even buy that the Jacksonville Jaguars were one hundred percent convinced that they were gonna draft Trevor Lawrence because I mean, no one is. No one's ever that convinced. Anyway, it's the third time in the common draft era that the first three picks have all gone on quarterbacks, and it's the first since 1999. Do you know who them quarterbacks were? No. Fair <laughs> enough. It was um, First was Tim Couch, taken by the expansion Browns. Then Donovan McNabb was taken by the Eagles, which they booed the living hell out of. Yeah, and which... Then Achilles job, Smith silly. went to the Bengals. The huh. first time was... I, Jonathan um, McNabb worked out. <laughs> yeah, John, at least one of them did. The one yeah. those reacted, that had the most negative reaction at the time was the one that worked yeah. out the best because Eagles yeah. fans know nothing. The other one, I, it was in the mid-70s, I can't remember the first the, the year off the top of my head, but Archie Manning was taken first overall because the, the Mannings have been around for that long in the NFL. Fourth overall pick, quite a lot of debate over whether there would be a another quarterback go, where it would have been the first time ever that four quarterbacks would have gone with the first four picks. But that didn't happen. Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida State, being taken by the Atlanta Falcons. I wonder how Alan Rodgers felt about this, you know, seeing a seeing a team put faith in their thirty eight year old quarterback. It must have been weird. I mean, who knows? But I also have to say this maybe was not the uh Maybe they could have used some help on defense. Is all I'm saying. Hmm. Kyle Pitts obviously is a really great court, a really great tight end, a really great talent. Uh, I'm gonna really love seeing him in the league. But the problem last year for the Falcons was not their offense. No, no. It is it fair really to say wasn't. though. There, there is, you know, there's them sort of people who say you always take the best player off off the board, which is not true. Which is not true, but. Um, Pitts seeming there were some people, and we'll get onto this again with Sewell later on. But there were some people who were ready to put the gold jacket on him already, and so if he's that, yeah, which is if he's that which has always seemed, yeah, which whenever that happens, my response is always Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, that's very fair. You know, everyone was already saying, "Oh, he's Hall of Fame talent," and then, well, turns out once he got his money, he really didn't care anymore and also forced the nfl into um changing how they yeah. did the rookie pay scale you, we've now i've now got to share my favorite story about jamarcus Russell. he was given a um a dvd case yeah and was told um this it's got some dvds in with the um opponent's zone blitzing and so I, I want you to have a look at this just watch the watch the tapes inside and just you know see what you think about it Weekend passes, he comes back and goes, yeah, I have a much better understanding now of how the opponent blitzes. There was nothing in the case. Which means he didn't even open it. (laughs) Yep. This man wanted a second chance in the NFL. I think I'm always sympathetic to Buss who want a second chance in the NFL, but when you're that level of lazy, you cannot be surprised when nobody gives you a second chance. Tony Mandrich is a good example of a Buss who got a second chance by the way just going back to Kyle Pitts he becomes the highest drafted tight end of all time I think the previous highest was Tony Gonzalez with the fifth pick 
It was somebody with the fifth pick. I'm not quite sure. If I am wrong, then there will be a correction in the description of this episode. 91% of Pitt's receptions last year at Florida were first downs or touchdowns. So, you know, my man only lives for success. He doesn't do them five-yard gains. You ain't interested in that life. We'll move on to the fifth pick. The Bengals selected Jamar Chase. Who needs an O-line? Who needs an O-line? Did no one learn anything from Andrew Luck? I mean, for crying out loud. I get that Joe Burrow liked him. I get that he's got that connection. But Joe Burrow had good weapons last year, and he still spent most of his time running around or on his rear getting absolutely destroyed by NFL defensive ends. So, Mm. I... This was not my favorite pick of the draft. Um, and the worst part was for me is that I, I get I get wanting to draft like this really electric wide receiver who the quarterback knows and likes, but it it's it's compounded by the fact that Penny Sewell was right there. Yeah, he was right there and was picked like literally one two picks later. Yeah, two yeah. picks later, pick number seven. Which is just well, it's not frustrating for me because you know, I'm a, I mean, I'm a yeah, fan of a division rival, but funny. yeah, yeah, but you know, I would be annoyed if I was if I was a fan of the Bengals. By the way, they did draft Chris Evans um, with the 202nd pick, running back out of Michigan. So you know, is he going to wear like Captain America like under his under his uniform? That would be fun. It would be fun. Speaking of uniforms, the Cincinnati Bengals have new ones. They're they're okay. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Maybe fine. they can get an indoor practice facility next time. Woo! I tell you what, your finances are very weird if you're picking between an indoor indoor training facility and new uniforms. Look, it was a very expensive process to get the, like, Siberian mountain goat's wool. <laughs> okay, and joining us now, we've drafted a new person into the NFL Blitz because Josh has finally been allowed on by CleanFeed. Welcome. Indeed, thank you. And with the uh, the third overall pick, the NFL Blitz selects. Yes, Josh, okay. for the same person <laughs> they've had for the last two years. Indeed, it's a bit bold to like you know have to draft a player that already plays for you. I know it's 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 five D chess we're playing here, lads. Um, yeah, no pleasure as always. Pleasure. Brilliant, and let's go into. The Miami Dolphins draft then. With with this draft that the Dolphins have, ha- have had, do you think they can waddle into the playoffs? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Starting off early. Um, I sense this might be a trend. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, um, looking at the drafts, um, when it came to sort of the third round, um, not third round, excuse me, the second round, and we drafted uh, Javon Holland, I was a little bit worried, I won't say, but then... Uh, in the, the subsequent rounds, um, my fears were allayed. If you look at that, obviously Jalen Waddle, the wide receiver was desperately needed because yeah. uh, two were needed weapons um, and we just were a bit predictable. So to have that sort of variety and quality we have now is brilliant. You've got Jalen Waddle, you've got Devante Parker, Mike Gasicki. Um, I'm forgetting someone. Um, an outstanding player from last year and he's completely... Devante got- Parker? Uh, no, Devonta Parker, Mike Gasicki, then Jalen Waddle, and there's someone else, and it's just escaping me. I can't think off the top of my head. No, I can't either. In any case, uh, a lot, a lot of great options. Um, obviously, I thought our defense was really good 
and I'm not so shocked that only one of the picks went on the defensive side. No, sorry, two uh, went on the defensive mm. sides with um, Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland. Then addressing the uh, defensive line. Now, the offensive line has been Miami's weak point last season. Uh, certainly, it's definitely needed uh, reinforcing. You saw that Tua was was not protected at all. And with how injury-prone he is, you really don't want to see that. So, obviously, you've got um, uh, you've got Liam uh, Eichenberg, I believe you pronounce it, and um, Lionel Coleman, which is, again, um, a good reinforcement on that offensive line. I'm surprised they drafted a running back uh, in round seven. I'm surprised it was was quite as low as that because desperate need you to add to the run game. Obviously, trades last time didn't work out, um, mm. and our run game, apart from Salvon Ahmed, was 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 really really poor. So I, I'm I'm not shocked we drafted a, a, an RB, but I thought it would come sooner. Yeah. Overall, I am I am quite in, I'm quite impressed. I'm not I'm not sure what you you think of it, obviously, but um, made improvements to that offensive line protecting Tua, you've got a reinforcement at running back, you've got Jalen Waddle to, to bolster the wide receiving core, so uh, I am quite happy with that. Yeah, and um, was it Will Fuller? Because I've just picked Will Fuller. Oh, Who's that, sorry? The wide receiver from the Texans. Um, Who, you know, it's is, is high quality, but injury... I can read through all of the, the wide receivers on the Dolphins if you yeah, want. Yeah, please. Because I'm desperate to find out. Got a lot. Albert Wilson? No. Um, Jakeem Grant. Yes, there we go. There we go, second pick. Jakeem Grant, yes. Thank God, because if I'd gone through them just like in the order that the roster has them, then it would have been the fifth or sixth pick. So that would have been... Yeah. And, and you got Will Fuller as well in free agency, who, barring injuries, is a, is a really good wide receiver. Yeah. No, that's... I, I like the, the bolstering the options there. Um, I must say Jakeem Grant, obviously, uh, sad to have forgot, forgotten his name there because he was an outstanding player um, for the Dolphins last time out. Devante Parker's injured reasonably frequently. You've got you've got Jakeem Grant, you've got Parker on your knee. Mike Kosicki's a really good tight end and obviously we reinforced with another tight end, um, which was good to see in um, Hunter Long. So, uh, ultimately, Alex, I, um, I'm surprised because the Dolphins yeah. don't usually make the common sense picks in the draft they were usually reasonably poorly managed and the last couple of years i tell you what we've, we've done okay so i'd yeah, like no, to see absolutely. us i'd like to see us go one step further and obviously the to miss out on the playoffs last time was was well what word would you have for that <laughs> annoying because like expect especially with the expanded playoffs yeah 10 and 6 sides aren't meant to miss no and there was a very unfortunate clip of us early on in the season where I said, like, where we were talking about the Browns and we said, like, they once went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs and you and me were laughing about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was unfortunate. Uh, that was a mistake. It was unfortunate events, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, go, go for it. I want to talk about Jalen Phillips some more. Sure. Because Jalen Phillips is, is fascinating. He, he has been classically trained in the piano since age eight, and either his dad or his granddad went to Juilliard, the really prestigious music school in America. So yeah. he, he knows how to play all, all the instruments. Apparently he plays for the others, but he's really trained in the piano. And it just seems like a fascinating guy. So whenever we have highlights of Jalen Phillips doing fantastic Jalen Phillips-based things, they should absolutely play classic piano over the top of some, like rock music or whatever. Yes. The the other thing about him as well is that he started his college career at UCLA under Chip Kelly, and surprisingly sure. it didn't go well, probably because, you know, Chip Kelly. 
Um, <laughs> but he, he he had several problems. Scouts questioned his you know commitment to football, his ability. He went yeah. to Miami, and you know he, he's staying there, um, and he really rapidly improved so i think he's worth first round pick i think he's absolutely fantastic i think you can blame a lot of his faults early on in, in his career on chip kelly being chip kelly so I, I i think that's a really good pick i'm a big fan of it and obviously he also plays piano so which is what you want in a defensive end you gotta I mean. love a man who plays the piano yeah but yeah i i i do rate the dolphins draft very highly i would say in and around the top five you know if you looked mm. at if you were to rank it by team yeah, no, I, I, I'm happy with it. I would also probably say out of our teams, probably the best. I think that's fair. Um, if I'm looking towards the Dolphins now, obviously I want to make the postseason with this. If we just missed out last time, you've got more weapons, got you know reinforcements on defense and offensive line. You have to be making the postseason with that with that size. Um, how far we can go? Well, you know, we're, we're some way off the likes of Kansas City, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I don't deny that. I don't think anyone denies that. But I, I want to be closer. I, w- I want to be, you know, when we play them, I want to be giving them a good game. So, yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah. We'll move on then to the Detroit Lions. They pick seventh overall and they've decided to protect their new quarterback, Jared Goff, with Penny. So, I think this is the first time we've spoken on this podcast since the Goff Stafford trade. So, from a Detroit perspective, I think this works out really well two-time pro bowler who took his team to the super bowl and two first round picks that's a that's a really good trade for me it's worth testing him before trying to move on to a different quarterback yeah one nfl head coach said that penny sewell is the one surefire hall of famer in this draft class again i'm not a fan of people putting gold jackets onto people who haven't neither played am yet, i but Neither am I. He has got a lot of hype around him, and he does seem really good. He did sit out the 2020 season. He was at Oregon, sat it out for... I can't remember the reason he gave, but there was a lovely piece on NFL Network. I think it was something to do with with his mum. Oh, quite possibly. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, what more can you really say about this guy? He has been absolutely... Uh, electric, you know, people have been rating him extraordinarily highly. I think it's very nice for Jared Goff to see this uh, coming into the Detroit Lions and being like, hey, look, they believe in me, they trust me, they're willing to invest in keeping me protected. Um, Especially yeah. because you had so many mock drafts take with um, the Lions taking Justin Fields as well, who of course will now be playing twice Did a they? year. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Jeez. I, I could okay. not understand that for life of me. I was like, you've just got this new they quarterback. Just, you at least can yeah. do a year, surely. Look, it's not like the, they're run by the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the they had, for every draft pick, they had a fan go up to the stage and like sit in the commissioner's chair. That's such a comfy chair. Wish I had that chair. But the Lions fan... Who went up onto the stage for the seventh pick was absolutely phenomenal. He was in like um like overalls or something with a lion shirt on. He was dancing around. I've got a lion's helmet on as well. He was absolutely phenomenal. I, I love him. He's he's brilliant. He was just he was having the time of his life. No one was gonna stop him until you know they had to make the pick and move on. Yeah. The other pick I want to talk about from the Detroit Lions, Amon Ra St. Brown went to the Lions with the one hundred and twelfth pick, the wide receiver. Obviously, the brother of Equinemius St. Brown, who plays for the Green Bay Packers, but apparently they're very different sort of 
uh, wide receivers. I, I think he's one of the more highly rated. Yes, and, and can we please ones. refer to him by his full name, Equinemius Tristan Imhotep J. St. Brown? We absolutely can, though. I will forget that. Just, just spoiler. Okay. Um, and Amon Ra St. Brown by his also full name, Amon Ra Julian Heru J. St. Brown. Of course he is. They've got another one yes. as well, by the way. They've got Osiris, Osiris St. Brown. Yes. Osiris, is it? St. Brown, yeah, who's playing in college at the moment. So they could become like the next version of like the Bull family in the NBA. Yeah. Because, you know, they've, they've got three of them. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. It's quite weird because I put in my in the excerpt for the mock draft that this time of year is is the time where every team gets to have optimism, even the Lions. And I think they actually had one of the better drafts of any team. Yeah, they no, they they definitely had a pretty good draft. And I, I, this is a weird time in the NFL where a lot of the trash teams are at least looking like they might briefly have a second of hope before it gets snuffed out by the cold hard light of reality. So, moving on to Carolina then with the 8th overall pick, they took JC Horn, the cornerback. He was the first defensive player taken in the draft. Um, are you surprised because whilst they were expected to take defense and Horn was highly linked with him and they seemed to really like him, Patrick Satan was still on the board. That was at least a little strange. But, I mean, I'm not... I mean... <sighs> I don't know. Maybe it's a scheme fit. Maybe it's something else. I don't really know what caused them to pick J.C. Hort over Pat Sertain. Um, I'm also mildly surprised they didn't pick a quarterback. I, it seems like they actually do believe in Sam Darnold. The mm. what over the past few years gave them an idea of that. I don't quite know. Um, in all fairness, Jets. Yes, Jets. Yes, Adam Gase, but also... Eh. I'll be honest, I was a big fan of the rest of the of the Carolina draft though as well. They took him Terrace Marshall Jr. By the way, he's called Tevis, not Tevins, which is weird. Who calls their kid Tevis? But apart from that, um Tommy Tremble and Chubba Hubbard, who we'll be mentioning later on, but in the third on the third day as well they took um Davan Nixon and uh Deontay Brown who are both highly ranked and both highly expected to go much higher than they did, so Really good picks there from the Carolina Panthers. Moving on then to the ninth pick in the draft. We won't be going through every first round pick, just for the record, but we do have to talk about the ninth pick because the Broncos did select Patrick Sertain with the ninth pick, the cornerback. Quite surprised if they were expected to take quarterback, um, maybe Justin Fields, maybe Mark Jones, who knew, but they didn't. And we'll get onto the Rogers story later, but did the Rogers story influence that in any way? I mean, if they had the ability to try and trade for him, maybe, but I did they? <laughs> like, I think I think they probably picked up the phone at least, and and I gave mean, they, for, look, everyone time. will have picked up the phone, yeah. aside from like the Buccaneers and the Bills, I guess. I would argue the and, Bears know, as well, a couple just of other because teams, yeah. they 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 know. Yeah, but I mean, it's like. I think Rodgers will go to a team that is uh, literally a quarterback away from making the playoffs. So a team mm. like the 49ers, absolutely. A team like the Panthers, who I still think have... I, I don't know if it's just by virtue of them being a small market team who went... I can't even remember what the record was last year, but yeah, I mean, you know, 
There's mm. a limited amount of information that I really care about with regards to the Carolina Panthers. They went uh, seven and nine, I want to say. Yeah, they're not a quarterback away. They have other holes. I don't know what they are, but they probably exist. Apparently, cornerback was one of them. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or at least, hopefully, it was. <laughs> so, so did the Satane pick have a ripple effect on what came next? Yes. Yeah. So we'll start then. With I the think oh, really what what had the ripple effect was. Um, Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, and that kind of mm. screwed with who took what later in the draft, and then that led to the Eagles trading up and the Broncos picking Sertain. Yeah, absolutely. So the 10th pick, the Cowboys were expected to take Sertain, but then yep. decided to flip their pick with Philadelphia Eagles. It's not even the first time they've done that, which is quite surprising, but I've actually flip picks well before. it's an interdivision interrival trade which i think usually doesn't happen but mm. no it is it is very rare but they did get the trade done and the eagles selected devonta smith the wide receiver from alabama we've already talked about his um we'll say lower weight than, than most people have in that position but the eagles have we'll say struggled in the past with wide receivers and selecting them they could have had dk metcalf and justin jefferson and and don't as you will notice is it's this is this worrying is this like another gamble or is this finally them like actually drafting good players for a change i mean look again the eagles have a lot of holes i'm not salty that much i just yeah hmm this is like, like okay. Look, as much as I would like for Devonta Smith to work out overall in the league, I also hope that he and the rest of the players that the Eagles picked fail horribly and Howie Roseman gets ridiculed forever and ever. In all fairness, like I've only just started like looking at Harvey Roseman's draft record. How is he still in a job? I don't know. Well, it's something to do with like hypnosis or something, I think. Would be my best guess. Because he seems to have Jeffrey yeah. Lurie under a spell. Apparently. <laughs> but apart from that, it, it seems like a relative good pick. I'll be honest, I have no other opinions on the rest of the Eagles draft class. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know, it seemed fine. Actually, just interestingly, the Athletic have it ranked as the best draft of any team, which seems a bit... And Landon Dickerson's went to be a really good pick of the 37 overall pick. You might remember I had the Pittsburgh Steelers taking him in my mock draft, which, if only, hey, if only. But apart from that, yeah, the rest of us, the, um, the draft seems fine. Zach McPherson, or sorry, Zach McPherson, I should say. Um, Zach from Tech is expected to do quite well as well in the NFL. So, yeah, um, we'll move on then to the 11th overall pick, the big pick. The Giants were on the board originally. We'll get onto them later, but... They traded the pick to Chicago Bears, who drafted Justin Fields. I sort of mocked in my mock that would they dare trade up for another quarterback? The answer was yes, they did. Yes. They. I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. It was a first and a fourth for a first and a for two firsts and a third. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, they traded their first next year and a couple of other picks. Um. Yeah, I think this was a good move for them. I think this was a good move for the Giants. Um, 
you know, not just because I'm a fan. Um, but I, I think that the Bears finally have a quarterback who I think fell further than was necessary, though. I mean, falling to 11 in the draft instead of like two or three is not that big of a fall. Yeah. Uh, maybe in terms of guaranteed money, but... That's Gavin Rodgers, what he thinks about you know, that. Oh, yeah. My violin. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good thing for the Bears. They actually drafted a quarterback who probably will succeed more than Mitch Trubisky, whether Justin Fields can break the curse of the Bears' franchise quarterbacks or lack thereof remains yet to be seen. Uh, that being said, I do hope the Bears go 0-17 and 17 next year. Why? You know, because that way we get their number one overall pick. That is a good point. I forgot that. So. So where's this hatred for the Bears coming from? Can you name every Bears quarterback who was thrown for 4,000 yards in a season? Rex Grossman? No. The answer is oh. nobody. Oh, jeez. They're the only team in the history oh, of the NFL no. to not have a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards. That's bad. It gets worse when you remember the I knew the it was bad. I didn't think member. it was that bad. They were, yeah. They're also founding members of the Jags and the Panthers who have existed for like 70 years less have, of course, achieved that. It's not that hard, Bears. <laughs> And I know I've got no idea of a Bears football, but this is this is not this is not okay. But yeah, there seems to be more consensus as well with the Fields pick than there was with the Trubisky pick. A lot of people saying that this is quite good. Some people had him as the second best quarterback on the board. So yeah, well done to the Bears for actually drafting a quarterback for a change. This is going to age horribly if he turns into Trubisky. Talking about another quarterback, the. New England Patriots with a 15th pick selected Mac Jones. He went to the Patriots. He said he wanted to go to the Patriots the whole time, but I feel like he would have said that regardless of where he went. Um, a reasonable pick. Uh, my favourite part of it was that, obviously, Tom Brady for Saturday Day tweeted the it's national share the Tom Brady top plus at the Combine day picture day. And Mac Jones, after being drafted to the Patriots, um, put that side by side with his top plus picture from when he was at Alabama, which I loved. But apart from that, um, do you think it's a good pick? I also hope this works out for the Patriots. I hope it kind of doesn't. Yeah, Mac Jones is Mac Jones. Yeah, that that is a very good analysis. Let's go on to the Las Vegas Raiders, who took Alex Leverwood with their first-round pick, who was not expected to go in the first round. There's a famous thing in the past of the Raider unknown, and this was another Raider unknown. But they're really high on him, and... If, if you know Mike Mayock, you know he is not going to care in the slightest what anyone thinks. The only gripe I did have with the Raiders was that obviously they got a lot of flack online for the pick. And they said, despite what the draft experts think, we um, we are big on Alex Level or whatever they said. I was like, if, if you don't like draft it's... experts, why did you hire one to be your general manager? Yeah, also, I mean, just their defense, I feel like, needed a little bit of help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think just, they, they did get that you know, later on in the draft, but... Yeah, and, you know, maybe that did kind of tie into it. And I, I will never, like, really say that picking O-line is a bad idea. It, it never is a bad um, idea, in all fairness. Pittsburgh. Speaking of. <laughs> but, in part of that as well, if you are struggling, if you are genuinely struggling with the Raiders pick, just pretend that they took Trevor Movig in the first round uh, and Alex Leveled in the second, and then everything will be fine for you, and it will all work out, and you'll be happy again. 
Um, we will get on to another pick later on in the draft because I'm going to do my favourite draft names and I think you know who's coming with that. <laughs> but yeah, apart from that, very um, reasonable draft by the Las Vegas Raiders. The New York yeah. Giants then, let's go on to... Oh, but actually, before we do, I should mention, um, Alex Leverwood is a meme connoisseur because he has over 1,000 memes on his phone. Genuinely impressive. I think at my height, I had... Something vaguely similar, but not quite that impressive. What a meme connoisseur. Let's go on to the Giants. Then they traded down with the Bears when they obviously took Justin Fields. And the Giants took Kadarius Tony, 20th overall, a wide receiver in the first round. What do you make of this? Like O-line, I think picking wide receiver is never usually a bad thing. I especially with one that gets injured like ours does. Um, Sterling Shepard, for example, who is most likely going to be the person that uh, Kadarius Tony is competing with, is injured a lot. Um, I, I don't think he was fully healthy last season. He definitely wasn't the season before. Um, we have a kind of jump ball receiver in Kenny Galladay now. We have Kyle Rudolph as a tight end, who will hopefully replace Evan Ingram, and hopefully we can get rid of Evan Ingram at some point. Um, mm. I think Kadarius Tony has a really interesting highlight reel. He comes out of Florida, um, you know, not actually having played a lot of wide receiver, but still manages to juke people um, very effectively. Sorry if you can hear that. It's my uh, roommate's cat again. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I think this was a good move. I think it was better than maybe reaching for a... Uh, O-linemen, though, I would have liked to see at least some O-line picked in the draft at all. Um, I think that not having that was more damning than uh, it would have otherwise been. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm happy. We picked for the defense in the later rounds almost exclusively, aside from a round six pick of Gary Brightwell from Arizona, a running back. Um... I am worried about the O-line. I get that the front office believes in them, and I get that we've signed some, like, undrafted free agents to try and shore it up, but I would have maybe liked to see a round three pick or a round four pick go towards an O-lineman. Mm. I mean, we we mentioned at the start of the episode, um, Aziz Ojulari being taken with the 50th pick, the edge out of Georgia, really high-value pick, and I want to just sort of slot in with that Avin Robinson, the cornerback taken out of UCF. Both of, both of them expect to go much higher. Dave Gettleman actually trading down before taking yeah, Robinson as well. Trader Dave. Trader Dave. I think Daniel Jeremiah said they will add right turns in NASCAR before Dave Gettleman trades down um, well, in, in the past. <laughs> these, these were really good selections, I think. These were really good selections. I am very happy. I think this is some of Joe Judge's influence coming in as well. I think he has a yeah. vision that he's installing for this team. Um, and I'm very interested to see what will happen next year. My hope is that with a full off season, um, with more time in like OTAs and not having to worry about COVID so much, uh, Jason Garrett will be just competent as an offensive coordinator, that he's not so boring and vanilla, that he installs some more interesting looks, some more fun things here and there. 
I think our defense is looking to get a pretty significant upgrade. We did need an edge rusher. We selected two in the draft. Very happy with that overall. And I, I really hope that our team can just be competent this year. I'm, I'm just looking for like an eight-win season. That would be nice. And I think, you know, if we don't and Daniel Jones continues not to develop, continues to not look like he is the answer, then we have the ability to trade up. Uh, we have the ability to select and give up draft capital to get our new franchise quarterback of the future. Nice, nice. So with the 21st pick, the Colts selected Quitty Pay. And if you haven't read about Quitty Pay's backstory, I'd really recommend it. It was a really good article in ESPN. Can't remember who wrote it, I apologise. But they wrote about Quitty Pay. And really interesting story. Grew up in a refugee camp in, I want to say, Guinea. Then obviously moved to America. Started working um, towards, towards college. He went to a expensive school that his mum had to work three jobs to allow him to to attend a really prestigious a really prestigious school when it comes to you know getting players into college and he promised if you if you send me to this school you will not have to pay for college and so she worked all these jobs to to get him into that into that school then he was taken by Michigan obviously on a scholarship, and now taking him the first round of the NFL draft, he was speaking straight after the um, after his selection with his mum next to him, and he said that, li- live on air, he said, uh, she's retired now, and so, you know, which was a surprise to her, but she's yeah. not going to have to work again. It was such a lovely story. I really root for the guy. Yeah, that that is lovely. Uh, just the mentality of the guy, you can see in that phrasing, you know, um, you won't be paying for a scholarship, or sorry, you won't be paying for tuition, and, you know, my mum's retired now. Just the, it's not a, I think I can do this, I'm going to try to do this, it's the, this is what's going to happen. This is my, th- that mentality is just what you want to see in a player, surely. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like I said, go read the, um, read the story in ESPN, but... 22nd overall, we had an, it was a night of emotions, obviously, as, as per usual. That was like the real happy high point. The, the next pick w- was less so, because Caleb Farley, the cornerback, taken 22nd by the Tennessee Titans. There's nothing sad in and of itself, but he came down with COVID, I think on the day of the draft, and so he was there celebrating by himself. Which was was awful oh, to see. Yeah, and you see him. You know, all the others had their families there as they put on the cap and and celebrating. He was just stood there by himself because no one could be with him. Which really just, I my heart sank at that moment yeah. for him. But yeah. a, a pick that nobody really seemed to know where he was going to go. Some people had him like going near the top ten, like right next to like J C Horner, Patrick Sertain, and some had him going out of the first round entirely. So twenty seconds seemed to be about right. Let's face it. It can't go much worse than last year's first round pick for the Titans. Hmm. By the way, if you ever want to know, like when you write a mock draft, um, fun fact, you can be right and wrong at the same time. Because last year I said that they would take Isaiah Wilson with their pick, the Titans, which they did. So I was right, but I was also wrong. Because that was not a good pick. Moving on then, Christian Davisor taken 23rd overall by the Minnesota Vikings. They they were apparently desperate to trade back up because they were worried someone would jump in front of them and take him, but they didn't have to. They obviously traded down when they could have got Elijah Vera Tucker. 
um, stayed there with the 23rd pick and, and got their man. Christian Darisol, really, really good player. M uh, many good things expected of him. I think this is one of the more high-value picks of the first round. I, I'll be honest, I did kind of want him to come to Pittsburgh, but uh, Minnesota beat us to him. The second pick for the Vikings made, 66th overall, Kellen Mond, the quarterback at Texas A&M. Is it a surprise to see the Vikings go quarterback? Uh, maybe they're hoping that it'll light a fire under Kirk Cousins so he can be pushed to having a good season instead of just an aggressively average one <laughs> in the same way that Aaron Rodgers went from a very good quarterback to an MVP-level quarterback when they picked him. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that seems no, they, to be they the didn't do it yet. in the first round, critically. Yeah. They did not do it in the first round. Yeah, I was going to say that um, it feels like traditionally if you're going to try and put some pressure on, surely you, you take a... Uh, a first round pick who's really gonna sort of light that fire i guess there's obviously you've got other reasons for for why they drafted when they did but it does feel or coming off the back of the, the season that cousins has had you need an impetus right you need something because you can't rely on the run game as much as they did last season so hopefully it'll bring some sort of effect yeah, absolutely. Um, Strong Opinion Sports, who is a YouTube channel I would recommend for any NFL fans. I'll be honest, I don't know what not NFL fans are listening to this, but he he, he really rates Kellen Mond, saying like he could be the next Russell Wilson. I think he said that in the sense that he was taken in the third round and going, he, he will be a starting franchise quarterback for Minnesota Vikings. So it's a real win-win draft pick, to be honest, because if it doesn't work, then he'd probably like to five under Kirk Cousins anyway, and if it does work, then you've got your next franchise quarterback on the cheap. Uh, the other thing I want to mention, Cameron Bynum, who was taken in the fourth round, celebrated his, his selection by the Vikings by doing a backflip into a lake, which was just fun. Love mm. love seeing players have, have fun. Let's go on to the 24th pick. The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> oh, dear. Selected Najee oh. Harris, a running back. Because who needs an O-line, right? Like, you don't need an O-line. No, it's not like your veteran center just retired or anything. Yeah, yeah. not like that happened. Not like there was Landon Dickerson, the best sense from the draft on the board. No. No, we've no, got no, to get a... No protection, just vibes. Yeah, no protection, just vibes. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, running back was a need for you guys. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, still. But at what point are we going to just realise that it's not the fact we've been we've taken 87 million running backs in the last couple of drafts that it's the problem. The yeah, problem is just... we don't have a line to run behind. Yeah. It's so sick watching G. Harris pick up them three yards per game. Woo! That's Woo. almost enough to get a first down and three downs. Yes. Yippee-doo. I'm so You entitled. only have to make a fourth and one. <laughs> Just do that every time. <laughs> you know, the chances of a fourth and one completion are good. But, yeah, I, as you can tell, I, I'm not a fan of this pick. I, it, I, I would say that I, I, it does. he does seem like a very nice guy. He celebrated the draft at a homeless shelter, which he grew up in, and gave a lot of food and donations to it, and he does a lot of yeah, charity that, that work. Yeah, that was lovely. I think as well he drove for six hours to just watch his... Um, teammates at a pro day once just you know like to to root for them and uh, support them but yeah i tell you I, I like the guy just don't like the pick because we really should have addressed online we did address online later on in the draft eventually but for the most part uh i'm not overly confident about how the pittsburgh steelers approached this this draft i'm i i, I get um some of the picks were quite good kendrick Dr green seems like a good pick 
um, which was the first defensive lineman they actually selected. Um, Isaiah Loudermilk seems like a good pick, but I quite rate him. Trey Norwood as well, the cornerback out of Oklahoma. Mike Tomlin described him as a Swiss Army knife um, sort of player, and it seems like he's very versatile in, in that regard. He could go on to be very good as, as well. Anyway, moving on to the Cleveland Browns, who were officers of the hometown team. This draft taking place in Cleveland. Their first pick in the draft was Greg Newsom, the second V cornerback out of Northwestern. A very good pick. A pick that I did not have falling to the Cleveland Browns. Quite smart. And then, we've mentioned this already, with the with their second pick, which was 52nd in the draft, they took Jeremiah Lewusu Karamoa, who I had going to them with the 26th pick. Counting it. Counting it. <laughs> That counts on my mock draft. The linebacker out of Notre Dame, though. So, really high-value picks early on, and they continued that through the draft, to be honest. I, I don't like this. The Browns are competent. Help. Yeah, it's a little strange. It's a uh, new territory for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, you know. And they're actually in a division that has some, like, gradations of competence, you know? And the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are still at the bottom. But, I yeah. mean, it's it's a three-way struggle now between the, the Ravens, the Browns, and maybe the Steelers, depending on how well you guys can manage Big Ben's decline mm. and literally everything else. Oh, also, talking about the Steelers, they extended Mason Rudolph's contract. Why? Interesting. What? What? Uh, are I guess they like the waiting? way he holds a clipboard. Yeah. What? What else is he expected to do in the next year that will make you go, "Oh, wow, he can be a starting quarterback." Hopefully not play football. Hopefully not play football. We've got Dwayne Haskins now. We're fine. We're gonna win Super Bowls in the future anyway. <laughs> Green Bay Packers. They selected Eric Stokes for cornerback from Georgia, 29th overall. That's not the story of this draft. Uh, Adam Schefter reporting... No, before, it is not. ...before the draft started. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Like, like even more unhappy than usual. So much so that he doesn't want to return to the Green Bay Packers. Alex. Yeah. We have this conversation... Not this conversation. We have this, this cycle every year, though, don't we? With yeah, Aaron but Rodgers like he seems like he's very... I've never heard reports like this before, though. Admittedly, no. Um, but but where does this end for you guys? Because it feels like it's got worse every year. Yeah. Uh, is, retirement is and then being sentenced unhappy. to the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on. Look, look. Uh, you know, we disagree with some things, but let's not go there. Jet, jet, no, no, no. And then, no man and then the he leaves the Jets <laughs> and then Vikings. goes to the Vikings to fail to lead them to a Super Bowl as well, just like the last time. Yeah. Now, I'll be honest, I, I think 70% chance he doesn't go back to Green Bay. Where, where then? Are we thinking just retire at this point, off, off the back I, of the I don't know. He's I, not retiring. I see this playing out exactly like Carson Palmer. So if you remember, Carson Palmer said one off-season, I'm just not going to return to Cincinnati. I'm just not. And they called his bluff, except it wasn't a bluff. And so he ended up just sitting out until October until they finally traded him to the Raiders. I, I see the same thing playing out. He's just going to sit there and wait until they actually trade him. Because at, at some point, they will realise that, you know, as much as, you know, being stubborn will play out for them, I guess, and paint Rodgers as the bad guy, at some point, they've just got to get them picks back in return. And they will get... Yeah. If, if they want to trade yeah. him, they could get three, four first-round picks for him because he's that good. Yeah, and, you know, fingers crossed there's not going to be a situation like Deshaun Watson where among other things, like the fact that he's a monster now, um, 
we don't like his trade value doesn't immediately collapse under him until the legal proceedings are done. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. well done, Texans, by the way. We'll get on to the Texans, but great. Indeed. Absolutely phenomenal. Just as an aside, by the way, if, if we say he gets traded around October, or, or perhaps sooner than that, if, if uh, Green Bay sort of crack under pressure, that, then where's where's he going? See, I would say the 49ers, but I don't know if they're going to trade him to a team in the NFC. And the only other option seems to be the Broncos. Maybe. Ooh, I mean, is actually the, a shout. I mean, the Broncos were really looking for it. I think it's why they didn't pick a quarterback, because they yeah. thought they might be still be able to get Aaron Rodgers. And, I mean, they cannot be happy with the state of their quarterback room right now. What do they have? Uh, is Joe Flacco still... To... No, yeah, they have Teddy um... Bridgewater, they have Drew Locke. Joe Flacco's not there anymore. Mm. He's but, the I mean... Ugh, yeah. Wait, is he with the Eagles? He's I thought he was with the Jets. No, he's the backup huh. of the Eagles now. Oh, my lord. But yeah. This is all going to be great for who he play for at the start of next year. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, and um, another man, I guess. Like, man who played quarterback last year for them, Kendall Hinton, I guess. <laughs> Fair than he's to not again. really a quarterback, I know, he's though. a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he still plays. So I still, I still feel bad for him. I, I, do I feel like well. they might, they might keep him on like another year or two just to say sorry. <laughs> we will give you more money because that was bad and we shouldn't have done it. Um, for the rest of the draft, they did. It would be 85th pick. The Green Bay Packers selected Amari Rogers, a wide receiver from Clemson. He's a wide receiver and he's called a Rogers. It just meant to be. Please like us. The football gods smiled unto them and gave them a Marvy Rogers. This, it is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. <laughs> and the other thing as well I want to mention, interesting story later on in the draft. Uh, 256th pick, one of the final picks in the draft, they um, selected Kylin Hill, the running back from Mississippi State, who was apparently really influential in getting the Mississippi flag taken down and, and you know, removed and changed. So, yeah. Good. I see yeah. we've got players who are, you know, good people in, in life. Yeah. So, there were all the picks we want to talk about from the first round. In the second round, we saw the LA Rams enter the draft, and their draft house was fun. Good. Does anyone it else, was. Does anyone else want to buy that oil painting of Roger Goodell? <laughs> uh, only to yes. um, burn it to release what I assume are satanic spirits contained within. Yes. <laughs> Someone doesn't yeah. like Roger Goodell. <laughs> Talking about how Does anyone like, sorry Alex, does anyone like Roger Goodell or do they just tolerate him? Uh, fair. In all fairness, like, not as bad as, I forgot his name now, Rob Manford. That's yeah. a low bar, bar to clear. Alex, the bar is. is on the floor. The bar is below the floor. <laughs> you know that episode of South Park when um, I forgot what Jeff Cameron um, goes to lift the bar, and he has to go deep into the ocean to lift the bar up. It's that. <laughs> That's how low the bar is. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I, Pete Rozelle was a good commissioner, I think. Pete Rozelle, yeah. Paul Tagliabue um, as well. Yeah. I think just nobody but, likes Roger Goodell. Yeah. For the most part. 
I actually I, I I like him in, in in the draft. He he seems to have a reasonable amount of self awareness. He's not gonna shy away from the booze and all that. By the way, his third his third day attire was interesting. Mm. Looked like somebody out of HBO's Billions or something like that. He just <laughs> he was rocking something different. He was he was going for a new style. Speaking of houses, Creed Humphrey was taken 63rd overall by the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know if you saw his house, but that, that is... It was less of a house and more of a, uh, a palace. Castle? A palace. Yeah. Um, it was... Oh, I had a tweet about it, I think. And no, it's that's that's long gone. I'm not finding that. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've said it all, yeah. Yeah. 64th pick in the draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Kyle Trask from Florida, the quarterback. Apparently, Bruce Arians had made Tom Brady aware about the decision. Do you find this intriguing? Do you find it interesting? Do you find it good? What what what, what do we make of them taking a, a quarterback in the second round? I, I feel, my, my gut feels like it's fairly sort of decent decision, especially if you're making Tom aware of it. At the end of the day, I know he seems to be immortal, but he's not. And uh, in maybe two or three years at most, he's going to be bang out of the game, whether yeah. that's with Tampa Bay or not, whether he, he joins another franchise to, to spice things up a bit. I'm not sure. Um, but but I, I think, think they have to be looking at have some tutelage under, uh, for a couple yeah. of years under Tom. Who better to learn from, Alex? Who oh, yeah, absolutely, from, absolutely. Know? A couple of years of tutelage, and then obviously try and and make a smooth transition. So my my bold prediction is that Tom Brady will retire on the Portland Brady's. He'll just get his own team. <laughs> <laughs> the Portland Brady's. Yeah, love it. That's what's that's what obviously is going to happen. It'll be the, when we ex, when we have the next expansion. It'll be the London Monarchs and the Portland Brady's. That's what I'm, I'm calling go, it right Brady's. now. <laughs> By the way, as well, talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had the single fastest pick in the first round because clearly, you know, when you've been sat there four hours watching everyone else make their picks, you just want to go home. And Bruce Arians like, yeah. yeah, just take Joe Tryon, who does seem to. <laughs> a lot of people like had him going in the second round. Some people had him going higher, like me. And um, mm. so it seems to be a good value pick for for Tampa. They knew what they wanted. They got him immediately. Um, also, actually, no, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, nope. Try again. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's talk about another. What was that? You went to the sausage charge is the uh, <laughs> the ending, isn't it? So I thought I heard something. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> speaking of quarterback selected, let's talk about like you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, really smart organization. Let's talk about the opposite of that. Let's talk about the um, Houston Texans, who with their first pick which was in the third round, the 67th pick overall, <laughs> they took Davis Mills, the quarterback out of Stanford, with their first pick. I do not understand this. No. Um, because Deshaun Watson has no trade value now, does he? Let, mm. Let's... Well, he might get some... Tra he, he won't be like the three first round picks I demanded before, but yeah. if these accusations which they are still legally accusations clear up then he will get trade value back i think surely this shows they're moving on from to sean watson i i think there it's a contingency strategy because they, they don't know what the outcome is of 
whatever criminal proceedings are going on but it, it looks pretty damning from 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 an outsider and it, like you say that trade value what it's it's not what it was it, what were you saying like three first round picks yeah yeah that's what i would have it, probably it, said it's, it's it's not that's obviously not carrying that sort of weight so i'm guessing they're feeling maybe get the 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 value remaining value that you have if someone's going to take him otherwise you've got obviously this contingency plan here that you've drafted so it feels like they're trying to cover their bases yeah yeah absolutely and then weirdly enough they traded up for a wide receiver which was strange they yes. took nico collins a wide receiver out of michigan D do they not know that they've only got like six draft picks or whatever they had entering the day and uh, you know they've got to use them wisely evidently not um it's it's a scarce resource especially when they've made the sort of trades they have in recent years with the texans so uh, use them widely use them scarcely and try to get the best value and it doesn't feel like they've done that this you've year. got so many holes on the team they can't yeah. just be like just throwing draft picks away. I did. I'm okay with the pick of Brevin Jordan, the tight end out of Miami. But apart from that, I think it's safe to say that the Texans had the worst draft of any team. They did. And if you think about it, if Deshaun Watson isn't there next next time, I know me and you've had our disagreements about Deshaun Watson. But I've always I've always said he is, uh, you know, a very 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 good quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. technically. Let me say technically before you know uh, anything else. Technically, as a quarterback, he as a, is as, good. Yeah, yes. As a person, Less uh, so. we don't know. Um. So, if he's not in there to cover the, the that that's the, those holes, then it feels like there could be a massive drop off for Houston. Um. Mm. I say massive drop off. They're already dropped off <laughs> to a large degree, but. It feels like they, they could be right at the bottom there. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Yeah, the other thing as well, um, Nick Casario, the new GM, said that Jack Easterby, who we have talked about before on this on this <laughs> show, um, would not have a, a big um, role in the Texans drafting and who they'd pick, yet he was there in the room, yes. in the draft room itself. No, so um... I was very confused. I, I saw it again on Twitter. Um, video footage of him right in the, the thick of it. Mm. And obviously very contradictory to the comments made earlier. So you, you have to think, just what is going on, Alex? I, I, I do not understand at all. He, he's just so only interested in, in his own power. It It's Absolutely. just, uh, honestly, I'm not even a Texans fan and it drives me insane. Just Probably because he's so hypocritical as yeah. well. It's the principle of it that's, that's irritating more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we'll move on then. Uh, just a very, very random thing that I, I did want to bring up. In the third round, the 94th pick, the Baltimore Ravens selected Ben Cleveland, the offensive guard from Georgia. They selected a man called Cleveland in Cleveland. I, just, <laughs> I love that. I wish he had it, gone to Cleveland. But just to make it to the power of three, so to speak. Yeah, Cleveland in, Cleveland selected by Cleveland in Cleveland would have really worked for me, but it's almost as ironic with him going to the Baltimore Ravens. It's like when the Eagles selected Dallas Goddard. I, 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 I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. <laughs> and let's move on. The Bills 
they spent their third round pick, um, actually the pick before the 93rd pick, on Spencer Brown, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, and he decided to immediately get into the Bill Spirits by jumping through a table. <laughs> you know, if you're going to play for these teams, right, you've got to, like, have a feel for them, and, and that's what this was. You love to um, see it. Sure. Uh, if he takes that enthusiasm into... into defensive line next year i'm sure the bills will be more than happy yeah to, see the thing is right is that if you're going to be selected by by a team you've got to like understand their energy and their passion and you've got to yes. like buy into the team and, and that's it's, what it's, got, it's all mental it's all mental alex it's you, all mental got to, you know um, it is all mental actually jumping through tables on fire is mental <laughs> i would totally agree with that indeed moving on another quarterback taken the New Orleans Saints selected Ian Book with the 133rd pick in the fourth round. I tell you what, there's going to be so many puns when he throws an interception. But yes. what, the cornerback just read him like a... Fuck. <sighs> <laughs> you just, you can tell it's yeah. coming already. Let's just get yes, out of the way. Um, Let's just deal with it. Also, with a name like that, it seems like he's like a middle-aged guy working at a car insurance firm, <laughs> not a 20-something quarterback. It, it does. Who, who, yeah. Hang on, who was calling their kid Ian in like 1999? Yeah, Ian. It feels like Keith or Dave or Barry yeah. or, you know. Actually, it, something it's... we've not mentioned, a lot of these players taken were were born after us. Oh, we don't need to talk about that. It, may, it gives us um, course life crises, and we don't need those at all. So, um, wait, I, I, I thought we were both 12, Alex. <laughs> Mentally? <laughs> Mentally, yes. <laughs> do you want to know what's even worse? Okay. Don't make it even worse. No, Kyle Pitts, right? Kyle sure. Pitts is the fir- was the first player drafted who was born in the year 2000. Ugh. <sighs> The first player born in the 21st century. It's just fire, isn't it? I don't like this. No. I mean, I've, I've, I've felt uneasy ever since I, I watched uh, soccer players make their debut who were younger than me. Yeah. Reese Oxford for West Ham. That was vile. Oh, God. I don't know. Killing Mbappe is younger than me. We bring this up every single time. Yes. Carl Pitts is younger than me. <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is younger than me. I think it's just going to be one of those things that, you know, society moves on without us. Yeah, but we're already being um, left behind. Trevor Lawrence Indeed. was born after me and he's already married. Get a move on, son. What's, 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 <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Terrifying, but still. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Ian Book. It was quite interesting um, because a lot of, like, the... Draft analysts were saying that he's very similar to Sean Payton, the head coach. He's very much in the Drew Brees mould, apparently, and obviously Sean Payton knows how to work with Drew Brees, but he, he was also compared to Payton himself, and Payton shot that down by saying, I would have never drafted me. So, you know, just in <laughs> case enough. you were wondering what Sean Payton, the coach, thinks of Sean Payton, the player, we've now got that answer. Mincy words, why don't you? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're going on to my favourite part of the entire show. Okay. We're going to talk about the special teams players who were drafted. Yes! Yes! The, vi- the, the vital part of the draft that will turn the Super Bowl on its head. Come Absol- on. Well, Adam Vintari. I mean, he did yes. right enough times. <laughs> 
So, uh, first of all, the first kicker that was taken went 149th. Evan McPherson went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yes. No, come on, it's okay. Um, it's just, I don't know if you saw that video. Yes, uh, I did. circulating. Yes, uh, if you want to explain it, I don't mind. Yeah, so he, he did a kick and it was like a water bottle like glued down to a like a, a railing a, a railing yeah. yeah like store these up and he, the ball rushed past it and i was like oh just missed at first and then i saw the bottle lid start to spin i was like no way yeah and it falls off and he was able to like his kick was so powerful it perfectly just skipped past the bottle and it blew the bottle cap off yeah it was That's unreal absolutely amazing just the, the the way the um he gets the football to sort of um it's almost a knuckleball in the way just the way it darts the last second to the left of the bottle and yeah. just clips it bend it's it so like impressive. It absolutely when fantastic I, just kick. because we've got nfl fans here i should say when i say bend it like beckham i don't mean old al beckham jr <laughs> I mean David Beckham, the soccer player. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, he's Americanized enough. That, he he is know. actually, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think personally, my favorite is that he's responsible for the rise of, of the MLS, like turning it from what it was to what it is now. I wouldn't be shocked that the work he did with LA Galaxy was, was groundbreaking. Yeah, absolutely. So then we had a couple of long snappers taken in the sixth round. Thomas Fletcher, first of all, taken 222nd by the Carolina Panthers. If you haven't seen his reaction, to being drafted then do because if you're a long snapper you're you're expecting to go undrafted right but but that didn't happen for thomas he was selected by the panthers so matt will gets on the phone he goes um dude you, you you coming he goes i'm just trying to figure out what's going on at the moment he went no dude we've, we've drafted you <laughs> he goes what are you beep beep yeah. me no no dude you've been drafted my favorite part of the entire thing was when was when Thomas said to to Matt Rule, "Dude, chill out." <laughs> <laughs> like, like like it was Matt Rule who needed to chill out. <laughs> oh, that this this reminds me. Um, I don't know the specifics, and I'm sure you do. Um, there was a guy who was recounting a draft story a couple of years ago, and yeah. uh, they signed a guy and they gave him a bonus um, of a thousand dollars. And the guy responded with, um, I'm sorry, I've only got $200 at the moment, but I swear I'll pay you back as soon as I can. He was like, no, no, we pay you the, 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 the 1K. <laughs> and again, I don't know the specifics. I can't remember. I've, them, no, but, I've um, never heard that before, actually. I, I, I'll try and find That's it. fantastic. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll pay you back. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. But yeah, no, absolutely go and look about you. Dude, chill out. <laughs> It was, it was absolutely fantastic. Absolutely go and have a look at it if you can, because it's it's wonderful. If you want a shameless plug, I linked to it in my uh, NFL article, the best three-day picks, which you can read on the Sports Split. So, you know, do it. Mm. Do it. Cameron Cheeseman was selected 225th by the Washington football team. The long snapper out of Michigan. So, that was another one taken. Love it. He didn't have a do-chill-out moment, which I was very disappointed <laughs> in. But apart from that, you know, long snapper selected. And now now we get to go on to my favourite moment of the entire draft. Nothing else matters other than this. Okay. With the 254th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Presley Harvin III, the punter. The Steelers <laughs> drafted a punter. 
Hashtag punters are people too. Are they? I'm still unconvinced. They are people. <laughs> and he is the most fascinating just person in the universe. I am I am the I want to announce myself as the chairman of the Presley Harvin UK fan club because I, he needs a UK fan club and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight on his behalf for him to be recognised in the UK as a, just the best at sports person. Just the best overall. Yeah, absolutely. He he was the first African American to win the Ray Guy Award, which is a a college award for best punter, which is quite uh, it's meant to be quite hard. He can throw dimes. There's a clip of him online throwing an absolute dime to to a player on it on his team, like a special play throw. It's very much like Johnny Hecker when he does his throwing as well. He's he's a, he's an accurate passer. He's the heaviest punter to ever be drafted into the NFL, and most importantly, he plays a saxophone. So, I know you've got Jalen Phillips with your piano playing, but I, I see your piano playing player, and I raise you a saxophone playing player. I, he's fantastic. He's the best player. Uh, so, did you say he can throw it on a dime? He can throw it on a dime like Is he ain't like even trying. Is ain't even trying? Yeah. <laughs> he's not wearing number nine, though. He's wearing number like 72 or whatever. Well, that just ruins it then. Yeah. Boo. He might wear, I don't know, he won't wear number nine because Chris Boswell wears number nine. Um, one more thing to mention then we finally got to Mr. Irrelevant in the 2021 NFL Draft the 259th pick was by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they selected Grant Stewart a linebacker from Houston who was expected to, to play on special teams this year and they're hoping he'll make a big impact there obviously a very good linebacker group for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so you'll be able to learn off them quite a lot he wore the number 0 for Houston would you like to see the number 0 in the NFL? No, because it looks weird. And it does look weird. It nerves me. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. Indeed. Just don't bother. <laughs> There's a player called Chris Nergar who who was having a bit of a problem. He was an undrafted free agent signed by the New York Jets. And it was a bit of controversy because his name is spelled N-A-G-G-A-R. So, you know, just visualise that yeah. out. I was like, guys, can you chill out? It's Nergar. <laughs> so so he's cleared that up that's how to pronounce his name just in case you need it for the future um, but that brings me on to my favourite part of, of this show and that is my favourite names of the draft I do love I do love to just you know there's some really good names that always come out of the NFL draft there was one actually recently I was looking at the um, this is going to show how childish I am but I was watching Court in the Draft Okay. It was a 1964 episode, I want to say, and they always have this segment, which is um, interesting names. And one of the names on, on the list was Richard Hard. Oh, Dick Hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. That's, oh, dear. Why would you why did have you that, that surname kid? and you think, I know, I'll name him Richard because that'll help him make friends at school, won't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Surely they just want him to be bullied at that point. Yeah. Like, it's character... Oh, uh, Alex, no, it's character building, see? See, playing 4D chess here. The character <laughs> is built enough that, you know, he's so hard and mentally determined that he gets to go on and be in the NFL and he's got that character. Yeah. So, in, in no particular order, and here are my favourite names from the 2021 NFL draft taken with the 80th pick in the NFL draft. The Raiders selected Divine Diablo. Divine Diablo. 
doesn't that mean divine devil? Yeah, yeah, it does. It, its name well, it's is spelled bit... differently. It's D E A B L O, but still, oh, okay. it it's pronounced divine Diablo. So he's the Antichrist, is what you're saying. Uh, he might be the Antichrist, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't want to say definitely because he might sue us, but you know, he he might be just for the okay. record. So be be wary. With the 45th pick. The Jacksonville Jaguars selected Walker Little, the offensive tackle out of Stanford. At the start of lockdown, I walked a lot, but now I walk a little. <sighs> Where's a brick wall? I go and <laughs> bash my head on it. That, that's what my comedies were. <laughs> With the 83rd pick, the Carolina Panthers selected Tommy Tremble, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Tommy Tremble. It just, oh, that's nice. It's fantastic, isn't it? It sounds like a children's TV character. He, he feels like either uh, uh, someone who should be along Mr. Tumble on his show, yeah, or like a really, really B-tech superhero. <laughs> Tommy like, Tremble. that bad, and he's psychic, Tommy Tremble. <laughs> Well, the best part is, is that with the 126th pick, the Carolina Panthers also drafted Chubba Hubbard. Oh, wow. <laughs> Running back out of Oklahoma That's a State. chocolate bar, surely. I think I think somebody tried to call him Chuba Hubbard. He might be called Chuba Hubbard or Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. But I'm calling him Chuba Hubbard and I don't care. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm just I'm going to call him that. If he wants to call me something you know, like that, then he can feel free. But his name is, is definitely for me, Chuba Hubbard. I don't care. <laughs> With the 156th pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers selected Isaiah Loudermilk, defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Do you like your milk quiet? No, I like Loudermilk. Loudermilk. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the other weird part about his name is, is, is Isaiah is spelled with two H's. It's I-S-A-I-A-H-H. Why? I That's don't know. One of those H's. Are you spelling Y-W-H-H-Y? Obviously. <laughs> what it's it is so redundant. There's no point. <laughs> With the two hundred and fifteenth pick, the Tennessee Titans selected Brady Breeze, the safety out of Oregon. Brady Breeze. Again, By the way, spelled differently. That's that's like a really um, again, a B Tech X Men character that like has control of the wind or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted it to be spelled um, B-R-E-E-S, like, you know, Drew, but yeah. it's not. It's spelled, like, Breeze, like, Breezy yeah. outside. Talking about B-Tech superheroes, 205th pick, the Titans selected Racy McMath. <laughs> I'm Racy McMath. I don't know what that's, that is, but it's fantastic. That's who's going to replace Valtteri Bottas when Toto <laughs> finally decides to get rid. <laughs> Racy McMath. <laughs> I love it. Oh, why did you sign him? Why well, is very racy? Yeah, We've exactly. already talked about Cameron Cheeseman, the um, long snapper selected by Washington, which I just love. Hmm. With the 233rd pick, the Los Angeles Rams selected Jake Funk, running back from Maryland. I love just Funk. Just Funk. Yeah. It's fantastic. I did. I was going to, on a beautiful game last weekend, I was going to play Uptown Funk to celebrate. <laughs> Just he he seems nice as well. He went on Good Morning Football. It was really impressive. So, oh, fair. Uh, but he's also called Jake Funk. It's very punchy, isn't it? Jake Funk. Funk gets the points. Yeah, it gets. It's very snappy. So I, I I do like it. And two players who were undrafted pro wows. He used to be called College Football Wows, but you know since he's been um, oh, <laughs> picked in the NFL, he's now pro wows. Oh, 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 
and Tuff <laughs> Borland. Um, first name's about T U F. Tough. 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 He's tough. <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Tough. Um, a few news stories before before we leave. Then Mike Garofolo said that okay, this is tremendous. I'm told a group of 49ers players called Kyle Shanahan today to let them know they survived until Sunday. So good. If you remember before the draft, um, Kyle Shanahan was asked whether Jimmy Garoppolo would be on the team on Sunday. And he said, I don't even know if he'll be alive on Sunday. I don't know if anyone will be alive on Sunday. <laughs> so they all call and say, hey, coach, I'm alive. <laughs> so he that's, must have been really glad. That's that's quite tongue-in-cheek and also very funny. It's so absolutely fantastic. It. Talking about tongue-in-cheek, you might remember one of the highlights of last year's draft was Bill Belichick having Nike the dog look like he was making the pick. Indeed. For him, and, um, you know, sat in the chair. So after the draft this year, the Patriots released a video where Bill Belichick was sat next to Nike, the dog again, and was going, were you happy with the draft? Okay, okay, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Really nice video. So he does have a sense of humour. And he He smiled. He smiled in the video. Which is once in a blue moon. I'm not the it, like biggest fan of Family Guy, which you, you might know already, but yeah. there was that episode of Family Guy where God wouldn't allow the Patriots to win until Bill Belichick smiled. <laughs> <laughs> which, yes, big fan of. Actually, um, did forget to mention earlier when Matt Jones was selected, he had a very similar walk to like how Bill Belichick walks. Yeah. You know, well, that clip of him like, early, you know. walking out and refusing to high-five the youngsters. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was exactly like that. <laughs> It's, um, regarding Bill Belichick, he has got a very dry sense of humour, it seems, anyway. He, yeah. You know, he's one of that sort of stoic older generation. And I think he gets, he doesn't suffer fools either. And I think the reason why he's not sort of very jovial, you know, I saw an interview after they won the Super Bowl with Jimmy Fallon. And oh, you know what God, Jimmy Fallon's yeah. like. No, and, no I've seen that's painful. And, yeah, and Bill just wouldn't bite at all. And yeah, I think no, it's just because I... he, do, he doesn't suffer fools and Jimmy Fallon is a fool. Yeah, pretty much. Right, two more things to mention. First of all, you might know that every year the Rich Eisen of NFL Network does the Run Rich Fun thing that helps raise money for St. Jude's Children's I, Hospital. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I think they raised $1.7 million this year. Wow, so really good. Go and have a look at it if you can. main reason I want to bring this up, though, is a bit like less important. Mike Vick was one of the people running off of the former Falcons and Eagles and Steelers and Jets quarterback. And he's 40 years old. He ran the 40-yard dash in a 4.72. And he was unhappy. He called himself slow. (laughs) 4.72 at 40. I mean, I hope I can do that. I I, I I don't think I can do it now. No, I was going to say. I'll be honest. Um, So, I mean... I guess, high expectations, high quality results. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And a few more things. The Panthers signed guard David Moore from Grambling State after the draft. And they have two David Moores on their roster and three D Moores. Thanks for that. Thanks. Just make our lives <laughs> nice and simple. It's like the, the Chiefs with, you know, like the two D Williams at running back, but worse. Just just worse thanks thank you bill's gm brandon bean was joking about not having a fourth round pick in this draft he said i'm finally done paying for stefan diggs glad that's over i mean oh dear my personal favorite my personal favorite story from the draft was um a guy called ben baby on um in in a beat reporter in cincinnati and yes he is called ben baby 
Which, great which, name. Which, I mean, if we're going on great names and that sort of thing, and then he's near the top, isn't he, surely? He, he's very close to the top, at least. I, I'm still probably signing with Divine Diablo, but Ben Baby just mm. rolls off. It, it, ben Baby is in the Tommy Tremble like tier, which is not a sentence I thought I'd say. <laughs> ben Baby is in the Tommy Tremble tier. So, get, get that as a soundbite. Yeah. Know. Ben Baby, um, Cincinnati beat writer, said, I informed Joseph Asai, who is a Cincinnati draft pick, that there is no Whataburger in Cincy, and he was legitimately speechless. I probably shouldn't have done this, but I promised good press for if, for life if he brings a water location to Cincy. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being drafted into the NFL and finding out that your new city that you're going to have to live in for at least four years doesn't have a Whataburger. That's, uh, that, that's grounds for... for abstaining from playing until yeah. you're drafted away surely we should or... we should stress that we're both from the uk and therefore have no idea what whataburger is no. but it but seems from, like a big deal yeah from the way he speaks about it i can tell it's it's, it's passionate and it's, it's close to its heart yeah and i mean i'm not being funny if they took toby carvery away from me I, i'd be equally distressed so toby carvery <laughs> yeah interesting oh, call oh mate it gotta be done gotta be done does it <laughs> yeah 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 okay. well, i'm sorry do, do not rate i well i'll be honest i, I just don't like Carvery that much. And final story, one that's quite interesting. DK Metcalf is apparently trying to to qualify for the 100 meters in the Olympics. I I would say he's fast. If you remember the Buda Baker incident, yes, from last um, year, that was unreal to watch. The pure speed. I mean, you know, you don't think you're going to be caught, and then he's like, "Why do I hear boss music?" All of a sudden, <laughs> DK Metcalf is coming around on your right. Yeah. Um, look. He's quick. He's rapidly quick. I- I'd love to see him do 100 meters time. Um, but, I think we all uh, want to say it. Yeah, but obviously, like, you know, the 100 meters, like, you know, uh, obviously the F1's been on today. It is the 100th of 100th of second that decides it, right? These sort, of, yeah. these sort of things. So whether he's that quick, I don't know. But you know what? He's bloody quick, and I'll give him that. <laughs> Anyway, with, with that, we should quickly leave, I guess. Um, thank you for coming on the <laughs> NFL Blitz. Thanks to Will as well. And, um, yeah, five months to go. Indeed. No, always a pleasure. Um, I'm glad that Ed Jerome or Clean Feed or whatever's responsible has actually let me be on for the second half, which, is, which, is, uh, which I very much appreciate. <laughs> it was very nice of the Clean Feed overlords to actually Indeed. allow you to, to talk. Yeah, Indeed. I, I sacrificed a goat in their honour. Uh, they, <laughs> they, let, <laughs> they let me have on, yeah. Anyway, that's all the time we have on this post-draft review special of the NFL Blitz. We hope to be back in September to talk about the NFL but we don't know yet. Obviously, we're all university students. Our lives change quite quickly at this point. So, fingers crossed we will be back. And if not, then I'm sure I'll be writing about the NFL on the Sports Blitz website. Anyway, thank you for listening today. I've been Alex Woodward. And remember, don't just have a good rest of the off-season like the best play in NFL history. Have an immaculate one. Goodbye. Goodbye.